When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, so is it happily ever after? After? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I don't know who's happy. I don't know who's happy after this first episode. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, so listeners... We thought we will cover Happily Ever After. It's a natural progression, I guess. That's the next thing after the last 90 Day Fiancé. But we also decided not to touch on a couple of people. Namely, Angela and Michael. Or just Angela, basically. I'm not a fan. I think she's toxic. She overextended her time on TV. I don't know why TLC keeps bringing her back. I mean, her shock value is no longer funny. It's really, really abusive and toxic. So fuck her. (laughs) Sorry, but not sorry. And also, I think I'm not a fan of Big Ed. I believe my bro here probably thinks the same, especially after what he did to our favorite Filipina Rose, uh, who's now thriving. You know, good for her. But yeah, he's still a douchebag. And I mean, we have no interest whatsoever yeah. to cover them. As much as I don't want to see it, I don't even want to dedicate any energy to talking about it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Lon and I did negotiate like who we do want to cover. And Lon mentioned that he's not exactly a fan of Sumit and Jenny. And that's totally reasonable. We can uh, still talk about them, though. We can still talk about bit. them. Yeah, they're still tolerable-ish. <laughs> For me, I'm starting to see the red flags from Kimbali, and basically mainly Kimbali, not so much Usman, but I'm guessing Usman is playing along. Hey, by the way, let's start with them. By the way, did you notice the new song? That they featured. I did. Episode. <laughs> I'm like, dude, every time he's on another 90 Day Fiance show, it's a new song. He's using TLC as a yeah. marketing platform. This is all business for Usman, man. Yeah. He's he, he's finessing all of us now. Oh, but totally. Soon as that beat came on, and I was like, what? He's got another single and they're playing it on the show. <laughs> yeah. It's free marketing for him because he gets paid to be on the show. Yeah, And then I guess in exchange, he probably asked them to play his song. Or maybe they're playing his song. Maybe they even paid him for it. Yeah. All right. Good for (laughs) you, Usman. Good business acumen right there. But yeah, I'm not a fan of Kimberly trying to make sense of this whole sister wife. And I get it. This is a normal thing in a lot of culture or society. But I don't like the fact that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lon, from my understanding, Kimberly wants him to marry another woman, but not really love her, use her to breed, but then abandon her and the child in Nigeria while he jets off to the US with her. Yeah. That's why he's she's agreeing to be, I guess, the first wife. So- yeah, I'm not sure about the long term, how the sister wife and child are going to fare after all this is said and done. Maybe I wasn't listening back closely. I do know, though, that she's definitely justifying having a, a wife and a son f- for Usman. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like cringy to hear her justifying it, right? She's yeah. like, oh, I, you know, I still get to have this. I still get to go travel and I still get to go do this. It was like she was trying to sell it to them, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, to what was that her daughter and her friend that she was talking to? And I'm just like, dude. Is that really her daughter? I thought they were both her friends. Both her friends? I've, Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's lost on me. I, yeah. I forget. 
but just hearing her talk about it like and then when they questioned her she like got hella mad and stormed off and stuff (laughs) yeah that's too dramatic i feel like she's just stomped off for the sake of storming off in my point of view like she didn't have to but i get it she was frustrated with her friends but i think they mentioned that they're questioning her because it's out of concern they were concerned about her plans you know like sounds so convoluted i guess to me it's also very desperate let's remind everyone right of this is on top of her getting back with him after the tell-all because at the tell-all he got exposed he got exposed for talking to another woman you're throwing that on top of that right Mm. so like you're back with him after Mm. you knew he was talking to another woman behind your back oh and not just that you're back with him now but now you want to propose yeah oh but wait you're gonna allow him to have another wife like girl are you like yeah (laughs) i would be concerned too are you sure are you sure or are you just desperate Mm. are you just like desperate and i tried to put myself in her shoes and i'm like okay if the tables were turned you know, and, and obviously genders were reversed and stuff. If I thought I was dating an international music star or like whatever. Like Katy Perry? Perhaps, <laughs> like a Katy Perry, right? Throwback to MTV uh, Catfish. To Catfish, yeah. Maybe I would too. Maybe I'd be like, all right, I forgive you that you were talking to another guy. Like, I get it. You have a lot of fans or whatever. And perhaps you were, you know, tempted. And But you want me? Fine. Okay, <laughs> but now like... I'm going to have some person impregnate me and we're going to have a child together. Are you okay with that? I'd be like, oh, maybe this isn't really for me. Yeah. So like I can meet her partly there. I can kind of see why she would go back to him. But then also I'm very reserved and like, are you serious? Do you really think this is right for you to want to marry a guy and then just accept that he's going to have another wife? We see how jealous she gets. She flies off the handle. Mm. So like, do I really think that she's all in this and that she's going to be as understanding as she's telling her friends that she's going to be. I don't know. I don't think so. Heck no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's too much uh, investment to be in that type of, you know, complicated relationship, I feel. Yeah. So then the plan is for them to live in America while mm. the wife and son live. Stays back in Nigeria. Like, mm-mm, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're just not going to have leave that person a single mom. <laughs> That's cruel. That's yeah. cruel. All right. I'm going to be like Sean Robinson and move on <laughs> to the next topic. <laughs> We're going to have to table this and move on to Shaida and Bilal. Ew, Shaida ate snow. Yeah. <laughs> Bilal not tell her that that's gross or is he just letting her just eat snow from the ground? Ugh, poor girl. <laughs> yeah sorry that's the only memorable thing from that scene and also i know that they're gonna confront shahida uh, his ex-wife about that talk that they had about the prenup so that's gonna happen in the next episode and i think it kind of became a little bit explosive but anyway you know obviously we'll cross the bridge when we get there i have nothing much to say about shahida and bilal it's Uh, too soon it's too soon. We, we literally just saw them. We just exactly. saw them. Like, exactly. give us some time to process that before it's now. It's like an extended. Mm. It's just like an extended, extended ninety day fiance. Yeah, story. it's like you're yeah. extending it now, and we're just, we literally just saw them. Do we really need to catch up with them now? And a lot for me was very cringy, like the snow eating. What else? The high fives. Like it almost seemed like they were Contract. trying to. Yeah, yeah force themselves. To, trying to force happiness like we're a happy married couple look at us we're eating snow and and laughing and stuff high five and stuff and i'm just like this just it just seems so fake so and i know there are some real issues i think the real issues here are you know the issues that shaida and shahida have with each other i think they're not addressing kind of the issues that viewers point out with their relationship, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how Bilal seems to be maybe toxic and what, what's really going on? Why is she acting this way? And is Bilal changing? There's a lot of stuff that they're not, they're choosing not to cover. Address, yeah. Address, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But let's not focus on Bilal. Let's focus on Shaida and Shahida, right? Conflict, yeah, yeah. So I don't and, know. 
you know what would be cute about them being on this happily ever after is if they actually end the season with a kid. Right. So she does point that out about the prenup, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't look like he was going to fight anything. I think part of it was that he offered to put that on there as a compromise, right? Yeah. But you know why? Mm. Because he's going to surprise her with the fact that he had a vasectomy. No. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. But he just looked like it. He just looked like he's about to prank her again. Oh. Fucking Bilal, right? That would be cold. <laughs> but also... Yeah, Powerful would, course, it would be a super plot twist, but then it wouldn't be very surprised. Like I could see that being expected. Like, yeah, should have saw that one coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shida doesn't learn her lessons. <laughs> All right, Lon, I know you don't like this couple, but I just have a lot to say about Sumit and Jenny. Well, first, how do they have two houses? I'm not sure if you know this. You probably fast forward the old this. house. They said, yeah, right. Yeah. So they live in an apartment. It looks like a very modern, contemporary condo apartment. And it looks clean. Like I say, modern, contemporary. And then they went back to their old house where she has to sweep the floor and clean the kitchen again. Like we saw her in the the past season. Uh, Yeah, so I'm like, Damn, they're balling over there. Them TLC paychecks kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah kicked in. They cashed All in. All right. Checks. <laughs> that cameo money started coming in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think no surprises here. But just want to point out that, you know, Sumit's mom, Sada, to me, she's like the sleeper mean girl. You know, she's, she's so terrible. Just, Highly critical, dude. Highly critical. Yeah. Made fun of Jenny and, you know, her arm. From the jump. It's not even like, let's try to be nice. Yeah. As soon as she sat down, she's criticizing. Why did you, why did you do it that way? Oh, you were, you were sweating just from being in the kitchen? Yeah. It has to be done. And every little thing. And and Jenny's just like, I'm just trying to laugh everything off. There was not a thing that happened where she wasn't like, already just putting down everything jenny was doing and i'm just like wow like she does not like her at all yeah and then I, for the scene to end the way i'm sorry i keep talking I'll show no, no 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 yeah for the scene to end that way it's just i mean yeah they had so they, to they had to they had to confess they had to they replayed a, a bit of of what of the parents position which was um we won't stop you but we won't support you they supported right. living together, but not getting married. Right. And that's yeah. what I was getting at. So yeah. I guess they didn't specifically say, we don't want you to get married. I guess there's obviously room for interpretation, yeah. right? But I they, interpret that as we don't support the marriage. Yeah. But the way Samit and Jenny interpret it is we still got your blessing. Even though you're not yeah. going to stop us and won't support us, it's still a blessing, I guess. <laughs> For me, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, so here's why. It's because if you remember that scene where they were on the bench and Anil and Sada, the parents, said something like, uh, we love you, Jenny. And I think mm. Jenny interpret that as, oh, we got their blessing. Like, I'm finally in. I'm part of the family now. Yeah. So you can go ahead and get married. But then to the parents... They're like, we didn't give you any blessing. Yeah. We're just okay with you both living together, but yeah. not getting well, what's the Hindi word for it? Shadi, right? Right. And so, they did say it. They said it, I think they said it twice even. Mm, yep. Like they tried to say it again. We won't stop you, but we won't support you either. Yeah. Like, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Or <laughs> like, dude, that means no. Yeah, I think too, the parents are very calculative in that sense because they know that Jenny and Sumit being together brings in the money because Sumit's getting Mm. the TLC money, right? Mm. So that's why they're like, well, we cannot completely reject her because this is a good thing for him. But based on like, you know, tradition and, you know, how they want to save face and everything, like they cannot bring themselves to bless the marriage, the union. So I can understand why the mom broke down, but yeah, yeah, in your face, bitch. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. She was so, so and, mean. <laughs> and as much as I talk shit about not wanting to watch this again, 
it made for good TV. I was glued to my set when I saw the, I was like, oh, 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 it's going down right yeah, now. Yeah. And she broke down and she started yelling and then he started getting emotional. And then Jenny, obviously she can't say shit. She's over here scared as fuck. And yeah. And don't understand the language fully. Obviously. Yeah. And and so I was like, <laughs> had she known that the mom's been like jabbing at her, she mm-hmm. would have, I'm pretty sure she would have said something. Jenny's pretty explosive too. Yeah. But how is it that they only clean when the parents are coming? <laughs> like, you can't because clean that house? house is abandoned. That's like Bilal's childhood home, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like akin to that, I guess. So they're okay. staying in the nice place. And then that other house is like... There know. were leaves and stuff. When they were sweeping, he's like, you got to get the corner and stuff. I yeah. was like, how are... There's like twigs and leaves there. <laughs> you know what? I wonder <laughs> if they're hiding how well they're doing from the parents because mm. that first house it looks nice honestly it's like really chic place you know i wouldn't say yeah. chic but like really decent home right that's a it's a nice condo like apartment and then for some reason he wants to invite them to the old house where it's looking shabby and unkept and all messed up and you know dirty and all and like why why can't you invite why? your parents to yeah has anyone exactly. answered that? Maybe I should go on the forums right now. Maybe you will love my wife more if you see what we are building together. Yeah. <laughs> How successful we are now. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you want to impress your parents by, yeah. by like yeah. showing off like, hey, this is the apartment that we're living in. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm going to yeah, watch it again. We level up when we get married. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're leveling up right now. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again, you guys, and <laughs> and figure this out because I, I don't know why. But it's in my notes. I'm like, why do you have That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely, definitely a good observation. Yeah. So you know what else went down? The podcast family, the sisters, and their mom. Yeah. Talking about... Charlie. Charlie, yeah, Charlie. Sorry, Chuck is the older one. Sorry. So, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's the same drama, except now... The sisters are trying to tell the mom that, hey, look, Charlie has a drinking problem. We won't stand by him. Like, he's toxic to the family. But I also feel like Becky is very uh, unhinged, huh? She's she's the one who's, like, very elevated. And then you can tell Elizabeth is, like, chill. Like, okay, mom. You know what I mean? And then Jen's, like, trying to talk some sense into her. But Becky, though, she flies off the handles, too, I feel, right? Like yeah. Yeah. And judging from next week's episode, when they confront, uh, well, I wouldn't she say confront. She stands they, up and gets in his face. Yeah. <laughs> when they talk to Andre, uh, sorry, Andre. Andre. Right? <laughs> yeah. She's like launching at him, you know, like, yeah. yeah, Becky, unhinged. So what do we think about Elizabeth and Andre? So um, you, you, well. you, you pretty much said it all. Even though Happily Ever After in this 90 day franchise is supposed to be about the couple. In Andre and Elizabeth's case, it's not about them. Yeah, it's about her family. Yes. It's totally about her family. Yeah, and even this season, you can already see they're setting it up again mm-hmm. because the fireworks happen when you take all of them and you put them in the same fucking room. And now the mom is like, "I just want my family together, all my kids together, just for a few hours." That's exactly what happened the, the previous two seasons. Let's get on a boat together. Let's go have a, a barbecue together. Let's mm-hmm. go like talk. TLC knows that the magic happens not when Andre and Elizabeth are doing Andre Elizabeth things, you know, <laughs> taking care of the kids and yeah. maybe having a spat or two or whatever. That's not the magic. The magic is getting Libby's family in the same fucking room and seeing what happens, right? Yes. And I already saw that happening when the mom was like, just what could it hurt like for a few hours? I'm like, it's my they're birthday. Already, yeah, it's my birthday. They're already setting it up, dude. They're already yeah. setting this shit up. Yeah. And yeah, when it showed the trailer, and then again, they're getting up in Andre's face. Andre is just being him, right? Yeah. Like, and yeah, he makes for good TV sometimes, but it's just mostly pisses me off. I want to like the guy, but dude, it doesn't help when you're over here cussing at your wife in front of her dad and kid <laughs> and kid. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, she brushes it off really well. Like, this were any other person, yeah, I, I would think she'd be like, what? Don't talk to me like that. Yeah. But like the magic happens when when you put the camera on the family. And like you said, like the sisters, right? They're really big into pushing his buttons and 
you know, and that, what's her name? Becky? Like, is that who it is? Yeah, Becky. Like, she makes for good TV, right? Is she the one that even spilled the drinks? I forget. But anyways, when it comes to Andre and Elizabeth, it's not about Andre and Elizabeth. It's about the the family. family. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, at this point, dude, give them like what they did with family Chantel. If you want to make a family show about them, like do that. Yeah. Because that's all we get whenever we watch the spinoff seasons with them in it. It's, yes. it's just them getting camera time pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Give them the spinoff, put it on Discovery Plus so that no one watches it. <laughs> so no one needs call to it watch day. it. Call day. Yeah. <laughs> there were some interesting things. You're though. welcome, TLC. Liz, uh, Libby, however you want to call her, wanting mm-hmm. uh, to pursue singing. I and, like and, how eh. Becky calls it. Liz is reimagining the singing career. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know what's wrong with this chick but I'm not saying there's anything wrong right you want to pursue what was it she she pursued acting she pursued there was something else she pursued and then I guess it all didn't work out and then now she's back into singing and I'm like okay well I guess good for you it must be nice to be able to like have that free time to pursue your passion I mean good for her but I'm really curious to know like how that's going for Libby I didn't know she has a singing voice. Yeah, a good one too. Or she says, right? Oh, yeah. But I like Libby though. You know, I I don't think Libby has ever rubbed me the wrong way. I really do. I think she's a likable person. If there's anyone in that family that's likable, I think Libby is one of them. Chuck sometimes. Chuck has his moments. I like Jen. I like like Libby. Which one's Jen again? Jen is the other sister, not the unhinged ones. The the (laughs) one that's like, kind of level she's just kind of there in the background yeah (laughs) she's the one that married the radio dj she has biracial kids i think she's cool but i mean all of them probably like amped up their messiness right in front yeah 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 Yeah. i mean it's easy money you know what i mean like getting character yeah yeah of course (laughs) let's move on to man our last couple before we talk about some other things Jovi and Yara. Yay. I feel bad. I'm I'm rooting for him. I feel bad for Yara. Mm. I kind of feel bad for Jovi too, but like it's fair. And I don't. <laughs> no, and here's why. Because Jovi works, what was it? He said his schedule is one month of work, right? And then like one month of PTO or whatever. So during that month when he's off somewhere doing his, what was it, uh, underwater robotics work, right. Yara is all alone taking care of Jovina, or actually Myla, right? She calls her Jovina, but yeah. yeah, like she's all alone and she has to deal with the kid by herself. Yes, they have his mom around, but she's without him for a month. Mm-hmm. So when he comes back, I get it. He expects to have an audience with her, but she also has to go out. That's the time when she can she actually go out. Yeah, she needs her me time as well, away from the kids, away from all that household responsibility. So, Yara, you go, girl. Get yours. Get your girl time. Get your me time. I don't know why Jovi is like being so uptight about this. I mean, maybe it's because they're now living on the outskirts of um, Bourbon Street, right? He's no longer getting his strip club fix or something. I don't know, but. He's not ready to have a kid. Oh. Uh, he's not ready to have a kid. That's oh, what, yeah. I think that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, he's not in parenting mode. He's not willing to share his time. Mm. When you have a kid, either you find a way to do things as a family or you accept that you're a dad now and you know what if wifey needs girlfriend time or whatever like me time or girls, or night, out. girls yep. night out let her have that yeah and that's just he's not in that mind frame yet he still wants to go out and have drinks himself and get a babysitter didn't they say too that like one time she was having girls night out and then he called a babysitter or something and then showed up or something yeah like- yeah <laughs> I think he took Myla to his mom and showed up. Yeah. He's just not ready. Yeah. And and that's kind of why I feel bad. Like, I'm sure he loves Myla. I get it. That's your daughter. You, you must love her. But I think he's not ready and he, he feels tied down. 
he misses, you know, the life that he had and he feels as if he's coming home, he should be able to do the things he used to do. And and now he's playing blocks or whatever with his daughter, which shouldn't be a bad thing. But when you're not ready to be a parent, it's not as fun as going out on a Friday, Saturday night to the strip clubs, which is what he used to do. So, yeah, I think he just wants to reimagine <laughs> reimagine <laughs> parenthood because mm. it sounds like he kept saying, well, you we used to be fun. We used to mm-hmm. do fun things. Like I keep hearing that. And what that tells me is, like you said, it's not like he doesn't love Milo or doesn't want to be a dad. I think he does, but he also wants to have that bachelor life that he had before. Because I think, you know, when you're working offshore or wherever he is for one month, it's like you want to inject a bit of life into your life. You know, you just right. want you, you want to have fun. You want to go out and, you know, you want to do things with your partner. And so I understand. I get where he's coming from. But what I don't appreciate is him guilt tripping Yara. The guilt was, trip was so bad. Yeah, it was tough to cried. watch. She cried. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't Not like cool. that. I yeah. didn't like that at all. That yeah. wasn't cool. Another thing is with Jovi and Yara, to me, because they're young and the stuff to me is relatable and it's real. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that part was like unscripted. She's hurt. Can't I just have fun with my friends? You're going to say, oh, go. I'm just going to have fun with our daughter. And, you know, like, why you got to be like that, dude? Like, yeah. that's just so fucked up, dude. And yeah. she cried about it. And I was like, dude, that really does hurt. I could see that. I could see why she's crying like that. And I'm still team Yara. I think she's awesome. I'm seeing her with her friends. Her friends are home wrecking though. That's fucked up. I want to say that much. And maybe they have reason to be that way. But yeah, maybe they don't like Jovi, but that's still a home wrecker-ish of what was, I don't know which one, Symphony or Adele. I I forget which one, who is who. But to say some shit like, and I get it. I get that she can have any man she wants, but it's almost like she was encouraging her to leave Jovi. And I'm just like, it's not cool. I find that to be typical girlfriend conversation. Like, mm. I wouldn't say it crossed the homewrecker line yet because homewrecker line would be if they went out of their way to find Yara a guy. If mm. they try to hook Yara up with another guy. That I would say, yeah, you're being a homewrecker. But I think whatever they say to her, that's just feeding into people's ego. That's what friends sometimes do to each other. They weren't capping or nothing. It was true. Yeah, I think it's... there are times I also believe Yara is out of his league, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, are they lying? Yara can, I think, have a pick of who she wants to have if she wanted, if she were ever to leave Jovi. An interesting thing about this conversation, though, they exposed, or at least Yara exposed, how he talks about her. And mm. he said that she wasn't attractive, or he said that her, he didn't like her boobs anymore, or something. I Criticizing a woman's body is already rough. Yeah, so it, it segued into you know them talking about their boobs and stuff. I thought it was one of the funniest moments in the show when she said, oh, yeah, my boobs are weird they look like a pepperoni in a garbage bag or something. And I was like, wait, (laughs) I kind of want to see that now just to see what that looks like. And she was being funny, but then she reveals, she says, yeah, uh, Jovi said my breasts look ugly. My breasts are not nice and he doesn't like them. I was like, Jovi, like what the, you're spending way too much time at the strip club or this isn't how you treat your wife, That's dude. your baby mama. Yeah, don't she say shit She had like to that. breastfeed. Come on, man. Come on. By the way, something disturbing about what Yara said about Jovi when they first reintroduced the couple on the show. She said he had Cristiano Ronaldo's body. body. <laughs> You're like, girl, the blasphemy. <laughs> like, girl, you wearing your contacts right now? Like... <laughs> Have you seen Cristiano Ronaldo's body? I mean, <laughs> I for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo is like one of the best football, oh, well, European football soccer player in the world. And even at his age right now, he's ripped AF. Okay, this Google guy, it. yeah, Google it, drool over it. <laughs> if Touch he wasn't, <laughs> if he wasn't an athlete, 
easily would be a model. Easily. Easily. Underwear easily. model. Underwear. Easily. Like... And I'm not talking about like Kobe type of underwear model. Like, no offense, but like... <laughs> and, and by the way, I think Ronaldo does have his own lawn. Not, not, I'm not sure you know, but Ronaldo does have his own underwear line. So he mm. is an underwear model, actually. He calls it the CR7 line or something. Mm. And it's uh, he wears it too. So sometimes you see the, you know, the tag pops up. But yeah. I don't know, Yara. Your hormones was probably running wild there, because like last I checked, Jovi is not uh, like when you love someone, man. You oh see man, rose colored. Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. Like you're blinded. <laughs> totally. When she's when she said that, I did raise an eyebrow. You know, I was like, mm? <laughs> seriously? <laughs> like, especially if you put like the side by side photo, right? Oh yeah, comparison like Jovi, Cristiano Ronaldo. It shows just how much of a pedestal. She places Jovi on like she yeah. really loves this guy, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's sweet and I love to see it. So it hurts, you know, that when there's these moments where Jovi isn't treating her like she deserves to be treated. Yeah, agree there. All right, Lon, real quick. What is your WTF moment? Though I think I kind of know what that is. Uh, WTF moment. I want to say, I don't know, maybe I'll surprise you. I think it was Jenny and Submit. Which part? Um, just the entire, like, for me, it started when he was having, like, the fear of telling his parents. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, you got to say something. Like, I was surprised they hadn't said anything yet. And then, like, obviously, they saved the best scene for last, the most climactic part of it. Mm. Like, that for me, it, it, woke, it woke me up, right? For, the, for most of the show, I was just kind of just, you know, watching, taking notes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, that scene really did surprise me. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, my WTF is uh, Sharida eating snow. <laughs> I was like shouting at my TV screen like, girl, girl, stop, stop, stop. Like, oh. And he watched her do it. <laughs> yeah. He watched her do that. Like, how could he? But then again, he's Bilal. He's Bilal. So, yeah. <laughs> he's that kind of douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, listeners. So, you know, just a bit of context here. When Lon and I used to work at the same workplace, you know, every Monday, I would say, we like to gather with the other co-workers of ours and talk about this show. You might have heard of it. It's called Game of Thrones. So fast forward to present day. Game of Thrones is now House of the Dragons, or as I like to call it, Hot D. Hot D. <laughs> you like you like that? I do. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call our episodes nowadays. Like you hot know, H E A and Hot D. <laughs> so Lon and I would like to indulge you in a bit of Hot D, episode Let's one go. and two. Let's go. All right, Lon. You know, I I rewatched the first episode. Obviously, like I don't know. There's probably I'm not the only one. I bet. But there was just so much there was that. And that's why I rewatched it. There was just so much thrown at us in, in, in such a short amount of time. Yes. Like they're already introducing characters. Right. So, you know, we, we're not really going to do a rundown of everybody that was introduced, but they went into the history of Princess Rainus, the eldest, mm. uh, and then Prince Viserys, her brother, who inherited the throne because he was the male yeah. And um, and I think that plays really well into the story of our, who seems to be the main protagonist of the show, Rhaenyra? Yes. Is it? So, yeah. And I don't know a lot. I read the books of uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. And even those books get into a lot of stuff. So I, I don't remember all the history and stuff that they went into 100%. But um, spoiler alert, I didn't remember 
Rhaenyra being like taking over the throne or whatever have you like that. And Mm -hmm. obviously I'm going to wait to surprise myself to see what happens. So I'm not going to do any more research other than what the show provides. But um, basically it starts off with, you know, the conflict of uh, Renice being denied the throne uh, because she's a woman. Mm -hmm. And here we have uh, Rhaenyra inheriting the throne, who is a woman who initially didn't want the responsibility. She just wanted to ride dragons with her same-sex partner, right? Am I seeing this right, Allison? Do they have a thing going? So that's what, one of the first relationships. No? Allison no. isn't her girlfriend? No. No? No. I'm first reading of all, way I, too much into it. <laughs> I, I think this is where I come in, Lon. So first of all, Princess Rhaenys is not Viserys' sister. She's his cousin. Cousin, sorry, sorry. Yeah. And obviously, Alison Hightower is not her partner. It's actually her best friend. Oh. I think their best friend because her father is the hand of the king, right? Otto, Otto Hightower. Hightower, right. And as we we're about to find out, she's been sticking around the Targaryens because it's her father's way of, I guess, gaining power. Because yeah. I'm sorry, I, I know guys, we're like kind of fast forwarding to episode two here, but now that her father has chosen her to be his next queen, consort or something, I don't know, but um, you know, his wife, the high towers obviously are gaining that power and could possibly inherit the throne one day, right? Through their lineage. But that's why I read more into the relationship between Rhaenyra and Alicent. Mm-hmm. Because we know that she understands the dad's going to have to take a wife sometime. Yep. But it was almost like of all the people. My best friend. be my best friend. Yeah. But you know, wouldn't you be happy if it was your best friend? I don't know why she would feel betrayed. Because I know. She stormed off, she right? She ta- stormed off, yes. So I... that's why I read more of like. Maybe there was something more there. I think, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, I think Renero expected her father to take on what's her the name? Valarian. Lena, yeah, yeah, Lena Valarian, Valarian, because it will strengthen their family ties and their mm. old Valeria family. But instead, like out of political nowhere, union, yeah, strategic, right. right? And then out of nowhere, Ellison becomes the next wife. So I know Lena was one of the choices. Were there any other choices at the time? Like, it was almost as if I almost kind of saw it coming the way it was um, being set up. Because I was like, well, there's no way he's going to pick Lena. And the only other obvious choice for me. So it wasn't so much of a, like a shocker. Yeah. Right? Did they reveal? Yeah. They don't think they revealed any other, like, choices. Options. Options, I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we feel about Otto? I'm highly suspicious. Yeah. Everything he's been doing so far, every move he's been making has been a calculated move. Totally. Yeah. Everything. Like, oh, let me be the one to confront your brother or in speaking to his daughter. And like, why don't you go pay him a visit tonight? Like, yes. everything he's doing is to maneuver his himself and his lineage closer to the crown, which I get, which I understand. But it's just so very shady, mm-hmm. right? The way he goes about it. Yeah. It reminds me of the Lannisters, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. why did Cersei marry Robert Baratheon, even though she's probably not in love with him? Mm-hmm. It's because her father probably married her. I mean, again, I, I might, I would have to like rewatch and reread some of the, you know, the Song of Ice and uh, Fire. But I'm pretty sure Cersei was married off because that's how the Lannisters gain power. Because then her brother becomes the King's, King's guard. guard. Yeah, yeah, King's Guard. So I can see how, like, yeah, this was a very calculative move to make sure that his daughter is there to comfort the king so that, obviously, she's there listening to him and sharing his grief. And he's like, well, there's no one else around. This is the obvious choice. And plus, she's of age. The way I saw it right from the beginning was... When she said, you know, I don't know what I would say. Like she was trying to say, are you trying to tell me to sleep with the guy? Right off the bat for me, it was like, he's already trying to calculate a moment where they would sleep with each other. And then she would already have the air. 
Yeah. Already right from the jump. I was like, oh, dude, he wants her to get impregnated so that right off the bat already have an heir. So, uh, yeah, I I didn't like that at all. And the fact that you even mentioned that. Yeah, I can see how that's a very manipulative move. But at the same time, I wonder if he had really pure good intention. Because when the king does not have a male heir, the realm would not be satisfied. And they will then have a war and try to fight for the crown. So I wonder if he did that because he's like, well, I rather that heir comes from my lineage, half Hightower, half Targaryen, rather than Rhaenyra ascending the throne. And then people would try to obviously take the crown from her because she's female. What did Uh, you think about Rhaenys when she told Rhaenyra when she's like, well, here's something that no one has the heart to tell you. Men would rather like torch like the entire city than yep. see a woman ascend the throne. Yep. Before she said that though, Rhaenyra did say something interesting. And she said, well, they went down on the knee or something and they, they pledged, pledged allegiance. Their... Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, I mean, I thought that was a good argument for that. But then again, I also think that it's very naive for her to think that everyone will fall in line. That she has it in the bag, right? Yeah, because as soon as her dad passed on, I'm pretty sure they're going to fight for the throne because they see a woman as a weak leader and maybe an unqualified leader. And, you know, her, she's like, what, second cousin or something? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Rainey's obviously spit some facts to her and she's like, well, wake up, girl. Like, that's not how it works. People are going to start a war when you ascend the throne. And then my prediction, and I think maybe this is how we should recap all this, is like my prediction Mm. moving forward. I haven't read the book. I don't want to do any other research, but my prediction is that, so I think based on the preview, she will marry one of the Valerian unwillingly. But Rhaenyra will. Rhaenyra will marry one of the Valerian. She will take a husband, right, to kind of solidify her standing in order to ascend the throne. But because Alison will produce a male heir for her dad, she will lose that standing. So then, again, my prediction is she will get with Damon and they will inbreed. <laughs> or uh, they will they, marry uh... each other. So here's the thing, listeners. I mean, this series has been renewed to season two. So clearly, nothing will be... I mean, we won't see the end of this whole story at the end of season one, there'll be season two. Mm-hmm. So this could go on. But I think that that's the end goal is that for her to eventually ascend the throne, but through through the typical Targaryen means of marrying into each other. Mm. Speaking of that, there's a couple things to unpack there. One, I had this discussion with you before, the relationship with Damon and, um, and Rhaenyra. At times, it seems like uncle and, and niece, niece. Yeah. the way she addresses them but it's almost it's almost as if they're they're speaking in subtext right like <laughs> they're both holding like cards they, they don't want to show each other's cards and it's almost like a banter going yeah. back and forth yeah and even though he gives her a gift that scene for me was tense it was really tense and uncomfortable and then he's assuming that he's going to be the heir and then she keeps defying him like the new heir or whatever and he's like turn around and i'm just like dang like (laughs) so even though there's a relation there and it seems like they have a mutual love or whatever you can still sense um, the tension the tension there yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i think like the father did mention that both renera and his brother damon are so alike so I can see how they both have like a mutual understanding or mutual respect towards each other. But I think Renera is quick to put him in his place. But I also think that whole incident with him stealing the dragon egg. Yeah. That was actually a test. For her. I don't know. I think it's just a test because remember like, I mean, yeah, she came and, you know, she flew with her dragon and like, tried to like talk him out of it but yeah i feel like it's 
maybe him showing the realm that hey she's a capable leader like look she defused this situation and like the way he tossed the egg back to her is like okay this is nothing and then when he went back into Dragonstone with um, was it Macera right Mm -hmm. it's almost like it didn't really face him it was an act I don't know something about it seems like it was an act because he lied he lied about her being pregnant right He, he didn't even tell her that he wants to marry her so that whole scene was... It was a I, farce. Yeah, it was a farce. Like that whole yeah. scene confused me. I felt like it was an act. And Do you I, watch the tidbits at the end of the show? I did. So the, one of the producers or whatever pointed out, and I didn't notice it, but uh, it reminded me because of you know what you said, like how it's a test. Maybe he's trying to show that she is capable. During the funeral ceremony or whatever, like apparently... In the scene, he's the only one that shows like some kind of sympathy or empathetic emotion, mm-hmm. whereas Viserys isn't really showing it. And obviously, like Rhaenyra is kind of like very angry. You see him in the back, very mournful and very sad. And he he's trying to be a voice of reason to her, like mm-hmm. your dad needs you right now, you know, more than any other time. He really needs you this time. One of the people in that final segment or whatever that they do yeah the behind the scenes or whatever right 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 like wanted to point that out and i missed that so yeah you know and again speaks to this like relationship that they have like what is this you know and and i could see that i could see them aligning which also brings me to my second point it's uh which is how the second episode ended with uh corliss valarian trying to strike up like a deal with him right because viserys didn't choose Lena to be his uh wife wife so my prediction because remember the conversation they both had is that what is it with the second sons or something that get always getting dismissed or and then they I don't know why but they pen to the crab the crab feeder the crab feeder yeah something tells me the crab feeder is a bastard um, as well a bastard yeah a bastard of a targaryen that kind of went rogue and or a bastard of a valerian like one of the maybe the one old the families yeah. yeah and like just decide to go rogue and you know start becoming a pirate or something so i picked up on that too or something yeah. like that because like the way they shot it right it's like yeah, we're talking yeah. about it and then like suddenly they, i don't know i think that might have been mentioned during the behind the scenes as well but i wonder if that person will have the ability to kill a dragon because they know how to kill one because they're probably a Targaryen or a Valerian. Right. So that's a whole different side story, the whole crab feeder side story. I don't think I have all the details on that yet. So that's referring to the triarchy. Triarchy. So there's some free cities. They formed a group called the triarchy. The crab feeder is like he's a assumed a, a powerful position yeah. amongst them and now he's killing pirates <laughs> or something. In... Yeah, he's killing sailors. He's killing the Navy or the sailors and disrupting the naval route okay, that okay. the Valerian family owns, right? That Lord Corliss owns. Oh, so Corliss's Navy. He's, he's destroying... Yeah, he's the name. master of ships. Right, right, Yeah, right, so right. he controls the Navy. Just like how there's a master of coin, master of right, right, right. Is Corliss speaking to Damon? Are they going to try to? Do you think align also with the crab feeder? No, I think they're trying to go to war because the problem is Viserys is not willing to go to war because he wants to continue his dad's legacy of being the peacetime king. Oh, they were going to flex on the crab feeder. Yes, as a show of power. Okay, okay. Yeah, starting yeah. To come. Okay, okay, yeah. got, it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So I don't know if the season will end with like a cliffhanger, like will they attack or will they not? But what I like so far, Lon, is that it's pretty fast paced. Like we're finding out a lot every episode and they're really trying yeah. to pack a lot in. It, and it's not like a slow burn, like Game of Thrones. And then things get swept under the rug and not revisited, you know? very sean robinson you know right <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah i just like how it's really picking up the story is picking up oh, there's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be time jumps too so i don't know if that's gonna get annoying or if they will kind of have a nice flow to it but yeah i cannot wait to get to 
the part where Rhaenyra becomes an adult and start being more firm and like she wants to change things up, right? Like she right. wants to ascend the throne, unlike her relative, the queen that never was, right? Rhaenyra. The queen that never was. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how they have those titles, right? The queen that never was. The heir for a day or something, right? <laughs> like, yeah. The heir for the day refers to her brother that Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, which was kind of messed up. I mean, it was messed up to It be. was messed up, yeah. Yeah. That's a failed cesarean right there. Um, yeah. To cut her up. Yeah, you know what? The theme so far for me with uh hot D is um the patriarchy and how mm, you know yes. patriarchy destroys yes, kingdom, yes, yes. You know? Uh, just like how, whenever I revisit Game of Thrones, it is a story about how to survive a zombie apocalypse during medieval times. <laughs> Essentially, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but you can sum it up in that sentence, right? Like surviving a zombie apocalypse <laughs> during medieval times. How would you do it? Okay, you write dragons, you <laughs> gather all the kingdom under one house, right? Yeah, that's all it led to, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I'm really interested to see where this goes. Well, Same. you know, until the new Lord of the Rings come out. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm not super excited about the new Lord of the Rings. I'll watch it if everyone's talking about it and if it seems like it's going to be good. This is more up my alley and yeah. I'm super looking forward. I like, I really like this cast that we have now. I do. Mm -hmm. I also can't wait to get into when they are older and see that part of the story. But yes. at the same time, I'm really starting to grow attached to this cast mm -hmm. that we have right now. So I'm, just, I'm yeah. kind of conflicted. Do I want it to advance? And then we never see this cast again. And because we're off with Olivia Wilde and whoever, what's her name? Emma something or whatever. The it's older a, version of them. <laughs> it's Olivia Cook, I think. Um, Olivia Cook. Yeah. The Not Olivia from, Wilde, sorry. <laughs> Ready Player Ready One. Ready Player One. And Emma Darcy. Emma Darcy. Yeah. Right, right, right. Emma Darcy. I feel like it's weird that it's the two of them that age, you know, they cast different people for those roles, but everyone else stays the same. Stays the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Viserys just got older. By the way, Viserys is only 36 in the books when this happened mm. and so when you think about it you know even though lena is 14 yeah it is kind of predatory like it is kind of gross lena's but... 14 yeah because supposed to be 14 so she, Ray... that's why she says she cannot bet him rainera is Rain... 15 rainera is 15 or 16 right that this few episodes so so yeah. they 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 cast an older person for your yeah, intentionally so, younger person for the it, visual like shock value. shock value yeah that's why it's so gross because you're like ew but serious for fourteen year old like right. no so uh, <laughs> I mean before we end this I do wanna say I I did some research I've been watching a lot of YouTube about you know um, House of Dragon Game of Thrones the Targaryen. And I want to go back to that episode one when he spoke with her in front of Balerion, the last dragon that Viserys wrote before he died. Like, it's one of the oldest dragons. Remember what he told Rhaenyra? That people fear them. The idea that they the control idea, the dragons yeah, is an illusion. It's an illusion. And here's yeah. why. Well, not here's why, but I was watching a lot of YouTube and someone actually explained this and said that back in old Valeria, the Targaryen uses blood magic to bond themselves with dragons. And that's how they control dragon. And that blood magic power gets passed down to every Targaryen. So like it's like a hereditary thing. Mm. It's in their DNA because back in, I, I don't know, maybe Aegon. They, they use AC and BC also. But during Aegon's time, uh, Aegon the Conqueror, mm -hmm. like they've used blood magic to bond with dragons and that's how they've become dragon riders is because I guess through magic whoever shares the same DNA as a Targaryen becomes dragon rider which then begs the question so Viserys Daenerys brother in Game of Thrones how is he burned by fire because remember Daenerys said like yeah 
he got burned because he's not a real Targaryen. Because he's not a real one. But if yeah. he's a brother, then how is she a dragon rider and he's like not a Targaryen? I mean, like, you know, he's, he was burned by fire. So, like, I, I don't... I don't know. I don't get that part. The spirit of the dragon wasn't well. Was was yeah, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't pure blood. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I do have a couple questions. Yeah. And I'll, I can Google them too. But I was wondering. She mentions the dark sister. Dark sister is the Valerian sort that Damon uses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like dark sister. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's it. But yeah, if you Google that, that's what my understanding. That makes is. no, that makes sense because I forget too. They name you have yeah, to name sword. your sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like and what was uh Jon Snow Lightbringer? I already forgot. I think it was. I remember Oathkeeper. Oathkeeper. I remember. Yeah, that's Oathkeeper. the one that beheaded Ned Stark. Was it? All right, let's Google it now. I know. So Oathkeeper, I thought was because he had to keep an oath to one of the. One of the daughters, or was it he was trying to keep a promise? Mm. And then so he named it Oathkeeper because it was a symbol of the promise that he made. And that was for the Lannister, the guy, what was his name? See, Jamie. I already forgot. Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Jamie Lannister had a user's Oathkeeper, but then it's also used by Brienne of Tarth. Right. So Brienne gave it to him. Mm. And it was because he was supposed to keep a promise for her. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then Dark Sister is, yeah, it's used by Damon. Dark Sister is a Valerian steel sword. Yeah, I think it was passed down. Right dark, now it's used Dark by... Sister. Yeah. They're already painting him out to be a like an evil guy. Like everything is dark about him, right? <laughs> he has his ego, and I think he—that's the surprise. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's. But the... he's all about family because I think he's all about keeping with the tradition of the old Valeria or something. Like he's all about his family, and I think that's why he doesn't see eye to eye with his brother on how to rule the realm. I guess because he's more right. like hard. You know, like you saw the scene where he punished. The city of this is before the tourney, right? And he yeah. like cut their hands. He like yeah, yeah, gross. But like, I was talking to other people about the show, and they kind of alluded to maybe that too. That they're intentionally kind of painting him out to be a certain way, mm-hmm. so that when his his actual true nature comes out, which they hint to, like I said, you know, when when he's standing in the back and he's actually showing emotion, empathy, it surprises us. Mm-hmm. They want us to think. He's a sinister, like, what's this guy? He's kind of shady. You know yeah, what I mean? But, yeah. you know, actually, he's not a bad guy. He's, he's actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you find out yeah, he's actually pretty cool, this guy. I, I mean, another example of it is that he's protecting Masera. Yes. From something. I, we don't know what yes. it is. Like, we don't know what she is. She's not like a prostitute or anything. She's something. She's she's of value, I guess. Yeah. So we have yet to find out who she is. but. So far, so good. Liking it. Yeah, thumbs I'm up. loving it. Yeah. Loving it. So right. we'll talk about episode three next week. Next week, yes. Any final words, Long? You know, that's really it. I'm really liking that we're talking about House of the Dragon. Let us know what you think about House of the Dragon. And obviously, we want to hear from you. And we love to talk about other shows. It's something that we did on WTF Extra that we just kind of diverted from. But it's refreshing to talk about this other stuff. So if if this is also something you like to watch and you're interested in, let us know. Let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, feel free to slide into our DMs or email us to talk about anything. Or if you want us to cover other shows, let us know. And by the way, I'll leave you guys with this. I just saw news about Chantel and Drake. I saw that too. <gasps> he, he hit her up. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, I'm happy for her. I mean, if you guys kept up with Family Chantel this season, I, uh, like I, I feel for her. I know she can be, you know, I mean, she's okay. I think Chantel's okay. I, I'm not a fan of Nicole, but Chantel, like I can still tolerate and I feel I bad think for Chantel's her. cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't like how she treated what's her face, but she was always cool with me. Yeah. <laughs> With Drake. We'll see how that goes. You know? Yeah. 
you got to get rid of the garbage if you want to level up, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, like, share, subscribe, follow, spread the love. Thank you so much. Yeah, be kind to one another. Stop Asian hate. And uh, till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.